Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Baron Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about get your investment statement. Now, what should should you do about it? Yeah. And this is spurred by a few clients that uh, you know recently opened statements and gave us a call as a result of it. And like there's since we have a bunch of different platforms that we use, there are a whole bunch of different statements. And like what we've tried to do is the goal here is to try and help people cut through some of the noise and some of the stuff that's on financial statements to be able to like understand like what you should be looking at and why you should be looking at it and when you should worry and those types of questions. So the three takeaways from today's episode is going to be understanding why your account is doing what it's doing. When should you worry? and how to cut through the noise of a financial statement. Before we get into that though, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh, today, we're drinking uh, a, a summer ale from Two Beers. Uh, Two Beers is is headquartered here in Seattle. Uh, this is a, it's a summer ale and the, the name of it is Deception Pass. It clocks in at 5.2, so it's got a little bit of a kick to it, uh, but it's super light and airy. It's only uh, 18 IBUs. And summer ales are obviously when it's hot, you're right? Summer ales are awesome compared to, I don't know, drinking like a porter or something. Or even just, or even an IPA. Yeah. Yeah. So um, solid beer. What, what would you rank bottle cap wise, Alex? Uh, well, for the style, I'm going to give it a nine. Um, like this definitely, like this is definitely a summer beer, like perfect for like when you're out with buddies on the, on the water or whatever. And um, I mean, it's, it's got a bit of a kick to it, so you do have to be a little bit careful, but, uh, this is, this is a great summer beer because it's not going to be too heavy for you. Yeah. Not like drinking some of the 10% alcohol where you have to really worry, especially if you're on that boat <laughs> for sure. Or float in the river. <laughs> exactly. So make sure you try it out. Deception pass summer ale. That's by two beers. Uh, let's make sure to check out that brewery and that specific beer. Well, and th- one of the things I love about two beers is their the slogan that they have, which is life is just a little more honest after two beers. <laughs> and how true is that statement? <laughs> Extremely, right? <laughs> Love it. That is a great one. So let's talk about this, right? So, you know, we don't get a ton of phone calls, I think, from our clients when it comes to investment statements, but I think it's more of, oh, I just got my investment statement. And I, you know, I had a quick question for Alex or Ryan, let's, you know, it's kind of the reminder of talking to us, but early on in our careers, I think we got more questions from people when they got their investment statements, um, because maybe we didn't explain it well enough, or maybe, right. Like we weren't as clear in our language and, and everything that was going on there. And so as we've gotten older and better at our jobs and and communicating better, um, I think we, we get a lot less calls like that, but I think other advisors, aren't taught to, to communicate with their clients and maybe not taught how to even look at these statements. And Uh, for sure. One of the things that I come across is, is like, I mean, heck, even just in the different accounts that you and I use on a semi-regular basis, Ryan, there's like, what about 14, 15 different accounting systems or structures and like formats for statements and like trying to actually read through each one of them. Like it, it is a convoluted process. 
Yeah. So, you know, the whole purpose of today's episode is really the three takeaways we're hoping, as I mentioned earlier on, is understanding why your account's doing what it's doing. When is it you should worry? And that's like the loaded topic, but we'll, we'll <laughs> try to keep it simplistic as we can. And then how to cut through the noise of a financial statement. There's so much stuff on that statement. What is it you should like? I mean, there's a lot of stuff you probably could care about, but what is it, how to actually read it and understand what's going on with your money? I think it's the key ingredient that most people want, want to understand. Yeah. I mean, the, the details are important. There's a reason why there's a whole lot of details, but we'll give you like maybe the three main things to take a look at, to give you a sense of like what's actually going on in your particular account. And then one additional step to take after you've done that. Yep. So let's start with understanding why your account is doing what it's doing, right? So nothing is worse than opening up that statement and it be drastically and most of the time down would be the like <laughs> the caring part because when, when it's really up, you, you, you get excited. Yeah, but nobody, nobody cares about volatility when the volatility is in the up direction. Is in the up direction. So when, it, when you open up that statement and it's drastically lower than what you thought it was, like that's only a huge red flag. So it's important to understand how you've invested. Why is it doing what it's doing, right? If you invested in one particular stock and that stock just had a bad earnings report come out and their CEO just got fired and, 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 and it's drastically lower, you'd want to know why it's drastically lower, right? Now mix in, you know, different well, I, funds. I believe you just answered the question in that particular circumstance, but yeah, I mean- the, But the take point... that into the larger scales where, where I was taking that, right? That's one individual company. Now take it into, you might have thousands of companies that you've invested in. Yeah. When like, companies are starting to do a better job of giving you something to compare to so that you're not just seeing like, oh, my account is down, whatever it's down, a dollar amount, a percentage, whatever the, the however they're showing it to you. And part of the reason why we're being a little bit vague here is every company does it a little bit different. Um, and so we're trying to give you tools to go ahead and look at your own statements, um, whatever statements those are. But we need to take into account like, what, okay, what's going on in the market? Like what, what are other investments that are like either broad or somewhat similar to what we have? Like what would we expect given the market conditions? Um, and one of the things that's really important is sometimes statements will show you like a quarter to date or month to date, as well as a year to date. And it's important to understand that the year-to-date number incorporates like the entire year. So like I recently had a client that added the loss that they occurred in the last quarter plus the loss that they incurred year-to-date and were mm. just freaking out because they were double counting the last quarter. Right. And so like make sure that you understand how to read the statement um, because that's important. Like, the other thing to to think about and to look at here is like, okay, what lens are we looking at our statements through? So if we're, you know, relatively young, 20s, 30s, maybe even early to mid 40s, and these are retirement accounts, like we care about what's going on, but we're not going to touch that money or we shouldn't be touching that money for the next 15, 20 
30, maybe even 40 years. Um, and so we we care a whole lot less about what it's doing in the short term. Again, as long as it is reacting similarly to what we would expect given the market conditions. Well, and to take it another step further, use, utilizing the lens, right? What strategy are you doing? Is this one account in other accounts, right? Maybe this is your ultra aggressive account and you have two or three other accounts that are some somewhat less aggressive and you've got this, you know, you're sitting on you know, a decent amount of cash as part of your like bond side of the entire portfolio of everything that you're looking at, you got to look at the, look at the entire situation. So it's easy to pull up one statement and say, oh crap, I'm down 30% and freak out. But you have to understand why it's doing what it's doing. And I think oftentimes once you understand that, and unless you put that money in and you expect it to take it out relatively soon, you definitely probably took too much risk than you, than you probably wanted to, given how you're reacting. That is down thirty oh, percent. And I mean, this is part of the making sure that the the account matches the time horizon and and your risk profile and things of that nature. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why you you would hire a professional is to make sure that you're having these conversations ahead of time and not winding up with surprises which really kind of dovetails into the takeaway number two, when should you worry? Well, I, I mean, I think you should really worry if you really never had a plan to begin with, right? You open it up, you're down 30% and you're like, oh crap, right? And it's your only account and you didn't really know what you look like, you know, holistically. Yeah, you should probably worry because you should look at it from a standpoint of, okay, what is it you're doing long-term? What is the plan strategy that you're doing? Yeah, and the the important part here is anytime you're concerned, have a conversation. Have a conversation with the professional that helped you out with it. Have a conversation with whomever your advisor is, um, whether it's friend, family, a professional, whomever it is. And if you don't have one, that would be a good opportunity to seek help and figure out, okay, how, like, what should I be doing here? The easy answer is if you're worried, then you should at least figure out, okay, what's going on and why, and have a conversation with your advisor to figure out like, okay, is the advisor worried? If so, why or why not? Like, what is the plan? What is the structure? When do like have the conversation with the advisor of like, when do you work? And depending upon what, like, we can't give a blanket answer here because everyone's situation and circumstances are unique which is why it's important to have the conversation and understand when and why you should worry for each account. And so like even like the same client would worry about one account, but not another account if they were down the same amount or the same percentage, simply based on like what the goals and, and mechanisms were for. Now it Again, it, it just comes back to, you know, one the takeaway number one and number two kind of tie in together. If you don't really know what's going on, that may lead to the worrying, right? When you know what's going on, maybe you still worry, but maybe you worry less, or you understand what it's doing, and it's exactly it was it's reacting the way that it should have reacted, given given what's going on in the economy, the financial world at, at that point. Exactly. Which takes us to number three here, Alex. So, how to cut through the noise of the financial statement? Yeah, I mean, the, I've seen statements that show 
just absolutely goofy stuff. And, and a lot of them, like there's, there's reasons for all of it to exist on statements. The, like, and if you know what you're looking at and what to look for, you can generally understand the statements that said the easiest way to like cut through all the BS and the noise and try and figure out like, okay, how am I actually doing is to take a look at whatever your beginning balance was. Take a look at whatever you added or subtracted to the account. And that can be a little bit challenging because some statements, anytime you buy or sell something, they'll consider that an addition or a subtraction. So you almost need to look at it from a cash standpoint of like, okay, did I add money or did I take money out of the account? And then the last thing is what's the ending balance? And that will give you an accurate reflection of like, okay, you know, we started out with a million dollars. We put in 10,000 and we ended up with $1,025,000. Okay. We gained $15,000 in that example. Like we put in 10, we started out with a million. We're now at a million 25, like pretty easy math there. But at the same time, like once you actually start digging into the statement and trying to figure out like where all of it went and like how it's allocated and some of those things, it can get very complicated and very convoluted. Um, but that way you can actually like cut through some of the noise and see like, okay, how did I actually do net of fees, net of all the, the details? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of information on there, depending on, you know, what you know, how they're calculating the rate of return and what's put, what's being put on there and the language that they use, right. They might use like annualized rate of return versus right. Like our, our industry loves, month. yeah. Our industry loves to put so much jargon on these statements and, you know, let's just face it. Like the, the average person doesn't know the difference between annualized rate of return and monthly, right. Like they may not understand how that works. So Simplicity is always nice. And, and if you can just understand what the account balance was at the beginning, how much money you've put into it or taken out of it, and what's the ending balance, that's the simplest way to see how the money's working rather than going through all of the numbers and the pretty charts and graphs. Exactly. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. And our question for today is, what do you look for in your investment statement? So head over to beerandmoney.net and there's a spot for you to answer that question. If you have any questions or any ideas for the podcast, feel free to reach out, out to us on that same uh, address. That's beerandmoney.net. A lot of times we're getting uh, questions and, and comments on that, which turn into these episodes. So thank you for that. As always, we hope this episode was valuable. And Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. 
This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2022-143. 336. Expiration September 2024.